Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are continuing on the subject of what it is like to be the betrayed. Right. And And why that's important. Yes, why that's important. And uh, we've talked in the last episode about the importance, about why it's important to honor your story, to be able to move through and heal, and why it's important on the betrayer's side to really be able to get in there and understand on a deep level just the impact, you know, the level of the impact that this experience has had. And so we just, we want to be able to sit and live in that reality space because when we can pull all of those um, pieces back and really see what's there, that's when we can actually heal. That's when Mm -hmm. we can move forward. It's when we can heal the relationship because we're on the same page and we really understand what's going on. Right. And there is no other way. And so for the betrayer, the more you get into this, the deeper you go into this, the better this will turn out. Yes. And, you know, I've said this before, but there's almost like this place where the person who's been betrayed, their body will not let them accept somebody truly until they feel that they understand what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And you can relate this religiously to... Christ who has suffered Mm -hmm. and we feel a connection to him because of a total understanding of what we've been through. And if we didn't have that, it would be different. And it's kind of like that. So it's almost like, yeah, I've hurt this person if I'm the betrayer, but now I'm given an opportunity to get inside the suffering space with them and Mm -hmm. communicate that more than I ever have before. And I will benefit tremendously from it. Once I get past my shame and my hurt that, you know, I contributed to this, I did this. Right. Which is hard and can take some time to do. And that's okay. Yes, Um, for sure. That's why there's therapy and, you know, books and so much to try to help you to get there. But it's worth it. Every effort you make towards this is worth it. And you can't go there too much. I mean, I suppose if your partner is saying, hey, we don't need to talk about this as much as you want to, but I've never, ever heard that said. So Uh -uh. I'm not worried about that being a thing. Yes. So the more you can get there, the better. So we talked about writing a letter, Mm -hmm. whether it's called an impact letter or um, kind of an honoring your story. Mm -hmm. Uh And we mentioned um, one way to put this together is to group it under seven big categories. Right. And there's a lot of overlap, right? This is not a linear process exactly, but the categories we mentioned um, were socially, physically, emotionally, sexually, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Right. And so we want to talk a little bit more about that and some specifics. Right, to kind of get your brain going. These really fit in a lot of these categories. And in fact, some of them in every single category. Yes, yes. 
So yeah, this is one of the ways that you can kind of consider things. We did also mention you can do it linearly if that's kind of the way that your brain thinks start to finish and then find, oh yeah, this fits in these categories and this fits in these categories. Like I said, there's so much, or David was saying, there's so much overlap, right, with these different things that um, it can feel a little overwhelming. But if you can just sit down and just start to write and however it helps you the best. Uh, so let's talk about these categories, these seven categories and what types of things um, what types of impacts you might find in these categories. Uh, so socially, starting at the top, this, these types of things you might consider um, how this betrayal has affected your relationship with friends and family, whether it's a situation where they don't know and you are now the keeper of secrets right um or which can be really which hard is super frustrating right because you're struggling mm -hmm. and you are suffering and they know it especially the ones that are closest to you and they know you're off and they want to know more and you may yes for whatever reason the process not you're in them. not be able to tell them yeah um and that's a burden again Yes. That you carry that you don't think about ahead of time. Right. Um, and certainly the person who has betrayed is not thinking about all of these connections. And I usually say something like, every person who loves this person that you've betrayed mm -hmm. has also been betrayed by what you've done. Right. Because if they love them and you mm -hmm. have hurt them, you've betrayed them as well. And yeah. so there will be a lot of relationship repair. And they they come to see that in time, especially with like parents right. or close siblings. They'll begin to see how, oh, wow, like everybody is pretty, pretty upset about what's happened once it comes out. Right. Yes. And so there's repair, I guess, and impact, you know, right. as you're saying, on both ends of the spectrum after it's made known to everyone, but also before and not feeling like you get to actually be yourself and uh, that you're isolated from others because right. you have all these things going on that they don't get to know about. Right. And that can feel very painful and very distressing to be on that side of things. Um, other, you know, friends and gatherings, you may feel uncomfortable going to various gatherings going to hang out with people either right. because of some of the things you've already talked about or maybe someone was involved in something and so now you don't really get a chance you know you don't you don't want to hang out with those people anymore right or... and you can't often tell them why yes and so now they're just left saying what is going on with them why don't you want to hang out anymore yes or even when things have come out and then say you have couple friends, then is it, are, are people now taking sides or right. do, are, are they thinking well of you or are they upset that you're having consequences for actions or there's just so much socially um, that can go on, you know you think about all the different groups that you're involved in and all of that. So things to think about for that socially, uh, the social impacts on you. And, you know, of course, when we're talking about these things, there's so much more that could be said about all of them, but right. we hope this is just a beginning of consideration. Mm -hmm. um, 
Which, and I think that's a good point. Take as much time as you need with this process. It may be that you go through this and you get a lot of it down. And it may be that a year later, something comes up or you realize or you get more information or, I mean, it could be so many different things and there's more to add to that. And so, you know, for sure, take your time to really understand this process and be fine and okay with more coming up later. So second category is physically. What are the impacts on you physically? And this can be anything from I started eating my feelings because I didn't know what was going on and I was just always in distress and couldn't figure out and then I gained 50 pounds or, you know, I was just trying to manage all of these different things that was going on and I stopped exercising or taking care of my body. And, And you begin to see why the betrayer needs to have a better sense of all of this. Yes. Right? So... The, the stress that I've created in my partner, they mm-hmm. were coping with somehow and doing the best they can with what they have right. and being... Even if they didn't have a conscious right. knowledge of the right. situation, uh-huh. it was absolutely affecting them yep. in and, very deep ways. And from anything from eating to not sleeping to mm-hmm. being um, less patient maybe with the kids, right. all of this related to the stress... Of mm-hmm. something's going on, or when they just know now, and right. all of the stress is on them. So, really or helpful to consider. <laughs> or a part. Yep. Yes, yes, they're getting sort of trickle information. This yep. is huge, and I think this is one of the things that we often talk to betrayed spouses as they come in. Oftentimes, yeah. I will start running down lists of like, oh, so how is your sleep? How um, how is your eat, are your eating patterns, you know, right. you, maybe you're eating, maybe you're not eating at all. Right. How, um, how is your energy level? You know, all of these different kinds of things, you know, how's your thyroid, yeah. you know, and we've talked about some of those before. So go back and listen to some of those episodes, but, um, you know, they'll look at me and go, Oh my gosh, like, how do you know, like all my medical condition, <laughs> you know, and all of that. And it's like, this is what happens to a stressed body. Right. Right. So really consider physically the effects that this has has had on you um, physically. And even even more than that, you know, especially if there's been betrayal with other partners. What about the potential physical risks of STIs or STDs, whichever you'd like to however you'd like to refer to them? Right. Um, And trauma of having to go in and get tested i mean that is it's an incredibly traumatic experience yep, that's when we hear often in here yes how traumatic that experience is and it makes sense because they're going in and they're not supposed to be the kind of person that needs not this there. test yes yes they shouldn't be there they shouldn't be there yep. and, and telling everybody oh this is what i need it's like yes. oh you need this yes Right. Incredibly traumatic. And so that, you know, that's something else to consider is have you been at risk or have you been unsure if you have been at risk? And, you know, there's a lot of physical that goes into that of I'm not even, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if I even have all the right information. I don't know if I should be going in and getting tested. Right. There's just so much that goes into that. So really consider how physically you've been 
impacted. Emotionally is another important one. And again, you'll see how these all overlap, right? Physically, emotionally, socially, what we've covered so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so emotionally, I think this one's a pretty self-explanatory one, right? Yeah. There's so many emotions and roller coasters that you go through uh, when you've been betrayed, when you've been deceived, trying to figure out what what's up, what's down. Yeah. Am I allowed to feel angry? Am I allowed, you know, should I feel hurt? Should I just bury it? And then maybe you have buried it, so you haven't been feeling emotionally, you've just been blank or numbed out. And so if that's been the case, then that's a time to sit and open that door and allow the full range of experiences. How can I still feel love sometimes toward a person that has hurt me so deeply um, how do I reconcile all of this? What And an emotion will can be really helpful yeah. in this um, process. We love emotion wheels. We use them a lot. But going through some of the nuances of that, it can be very revealing and really help you sit with the reality of it when you're like, oh, my gosh, I think I really, every single negative emotion on this right. emotion wheel I yep. have felt, yep. right? So, and then how is that? affected you have you experienced depression have you been experiencing anger issues um with with your spouse with your kids with other people because you just have so much that you're trying to deal with all at the same time you know how does that then affect you and other people around you and merge into all the other categories right that we're going to talk about so um just being aware of emotionally how you have experienced this and the impact um, on you. The next one is sexually. Again, we've talked about uh, STDs, STIs. There's obviously a lot of other sexual impacts. You may not feel like being sexual at all. (laughs) Right. Right, which is an impact in and of itself. Often, yeah. Or you may be extremely sexual, trying to rebuild and reconnect a relationship, right? Um, either way, that may be a space in which you aren't as connected to yourself right. sexually right. and what it is that you really want and your own sexual identity. Oftentimes, your sexual identity gets swallowed up into whatever the betrayer wants. Right. Whether that's whether that's to keep them like happy and from looking elsewhere, or right. whether it's because they're wanting things that you're not totally comfortable with, whether it's you don't feel like you get to say no in the relationship, um, all of those things kind of come into this space of losing your own sexual identity. So those are definitely some things to think about when you're thinking about the sexual impacts that have happened. There's obviously extreme situations where, you know, people have been uh, raped or, you know, in the marriage or other, they have been coerced into doing other things that they would not normally do or aren't interested in doing. So there's a lot of things to consider sexually. Yep. Financially is another big one. And Mm -hmm. obviously this can be a really big one if because of everything that's happened, there's a consideration 
that perhaps this relationship may not continue. Mm-hmm. And then financially, it's really big. Right. Right. There's a lot of financial considerations. Income and work and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But even if that's not the case, where that's not um, at risk of happening, but just financially. There are a lot of impacts, right? Yeah. There are tons of impacts in terms of what time at work has been lost on the betrayer spending that time elsewhere, what financial resources have gone to fueling the betrayer's betrayal, right? What um, you may have had to step, you know, you may have had to cut back in certain ways because there were not any as much finances to go around or you may have had to step into a role that you weren't intending to need to. Um, for example, having to get a job instead of um, being home nurturing children, right? right? That's definitely a financial um, issue. There can be a lot of financial issues that come with uh, with sexual betrayal that don't necessarily have to do with, like, for example, paying for sex or for pornography or different things like that that are also really big, right? When you start to get into those spaces of deception, there could be um, issues with trying to keep up appearances that aren't right. actually, right? Like there's, I think Dave and I both probably um, heard of many experiences where people lose their job and don't tell their spouse and just yeah. keep pretending like they have one and that causes all kinds of financial yeah. issues, right? Yep. And, you know, I, I mean, there's just, there's so many ways that there can be financial impacts that you don't necessarily recognize right away, or maybe you aren't, aren't seeing the connection necessarily um, to betrayal, but there are Definitely. a lot of things to consider there. The next one is mentally. So how has this affected you mentally? Think through your your thought process thought processes now versus before. Um, therapy is a good you know what what do you now need to learn or relearn in therapy that you didn't know or was damaged or you know all of those different kinds of things. You may find yourself uh, falling into a lot of cognitive distortions, all or nothing thinking. Definitely, yep. You know, I mean, we can run through you know a huge list of CBT things there to consider, but you know, how has that mentally impacted you? Um, looking at trusting other people, um, trusting yourself that we kind of talked about a little bit in the last episode certainly fits under that category. Um, also the mental strain of all of the, the weight of everything that you're trying to sort through, uh, that you're trying to pull apart and examine and understand and all of that. It's, it's a massive yeah. mental weight. Definitely. And spiritually is a big one as well. I think often right. when these sorts of things happen, there's a sense of, you know, my higher power loves me, but yet something so devastating and painful like this could happen. And I don't think it's unlike if you were to lose a loved one mm-hmm. or a child, mm-hmm. you're, you're going you're to be a relationship, right? That you, at least the way that you thought it was. Right. And what we often hear is this sense of this was good that we got married or came together only to have this happen. Right. 
And that can create quite a rift in your connection to a higher power who is loving and benevolent and merciful and yet kind of gave a seal of approval for a relationship that ultimately did not go very well. Right. And maybe ended entirely. Yeah. And how so could God let this happen? How could this happen is, is a big question that most have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about trusting yourself and losing that trust in yourself as part of this process. And that's part of this too, is I used to trust my gut a lot more. Right. Now Your I question everything. Your own spiritual self. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is always, in my experience, underappreciated mm-hmm. by the betrayer. Yeah. Is the impact of them having lost trust in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that alone could be something that a lot of time is spent on. And I think should be. And I think along with that, spiritually, if you are a religious individual and participate in religious institutions, there can be a lot of impacts that way um, on maybe the congregation that you mm-hmm. um, interacted with and who knows what. So congregations that you're uh, connecting with and the impacts on them or uh things that you could or couldn't do because of the effects of this or that your spouse could or couldn't could no longer do in the religious community because of the effects of this. Also, I see a ton. I know you do too, David, of the effects of um, religious leaders who don't handle things very well. Right. Oh, definitely. And the massive impacts that that then has on the betrayed. So that's definitely also something to consider. Yep. Okay. So there's our list of the super broad categories. Yep. Now we're going to run through some real specific just thoughts to to think about and consider um, with this as you're putting things into categories or writing out your story from start to finish um, with all of the details. We're going to go back to a lot of these are going to fit under this concept of the lying and the gaslighting that happens. Um, And so again, this isn't just this narrow, well, you performed this act that was harmful to me and our relationship Right. All of the lying and the deception, the lack of honesty that goes around that, the gaslighting and trying to convince someone that something is a way that it isn't actually is are really, really important things to consider as you're looking at the impacts socially, physically, emotionally, sexually, financially, mentally, and spiritually. So that's something to just kind of keep in your mind as you're writing um, and paying attention to. We've talked a little bit about trusting yourself um, already, so make sure that you're incorporating that. Uh, One of the things that happens when there's a lot of deception is your ability to choose your life, to choose your relationships, to choose all of the different aspects of things that involve you because you don't have all of the information. Right. This is a big one. Which is, which is justifiably big. Yes. If I knew everything, I would have been making different choices, but it was taken from me. I didn't right. have the ability 
to decide or to choose differently because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I had a sense maybe, but then yeah. you were really good at convincing me that I was just wrong. Yes. And so or I was left. That with, it wasn't as big of a deal right. as it actually was. Yep. Yeah. And you're just left with making decisions in the dark. And this is something that I think um, a lot of times in relationships, we can come to relationships with this sort of concept or idea that, well, I'm not going to tell this or that because it will hurt the relationship. Right. Or I'm just trying to keep things together or keep things okay. But typically when we're not sharing something, it's a lot more about protecting us than it is about right. working on the relationship. Yep. Because those relationships, real relationships, are built on honesty and really knowing where the other person is so that you can make decisions based on that information and they can make decisions based on where you really are. So that's a really important thing. And I love the word that you used, David, when you said it's taken from you. Because I think that is a very impactful phrase and will be to a lot of people listening it's really something that was taken from you. Yep, definitely was. So we also talk about, or we did talk about keeping things secret mm-hmm. to protect uh, someone. Appearing like things are different than what they really are and right. the burden that is. Yeah. The relationship is not what it's supposed to be. It's not what you had hoped for. Or what you were told that it was. Yeah. And you're often left much later in life trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. What's real? What? I mean, this is something that I think basically every single one of my clients goes through. Well, if that wasn't real, like what, right. what part of what my is, life yeah. and our relationship and all of these things was actually real and, and true and good and, you know, or is it all bad or... And that's a massive amount of mental effort to go look at that (laughs) mental category, right? Right. Um, And it's extremely painful. So it's definitely an impact you want to consider. We talk about taking up the slack when someone, when the spouse is unavailable. And the pressure that that puts on one to do a lot more. Especially Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of addiction in this process. Mm -hmm. Um, The person who is in addiction or the betrayer is often missing in action for a lot of things. Yes. Which means naturally that the other spouse has to take up most of the slack. Right. And that can be in any of those seven categories. That can be financially, it can be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, they're not present. They're not showing up to things. Sexually, they're not really present in the relationship. They may be off doing some fantasy thing in their head and not really even be there. I mean, there's just so many... Um, spaces where you may be picking up slack um, and had to carry and shoulder that extra burden. Which kind of leads into, you know, one-sided working on the relationship and doesn't feel like anything's working. You know that something's off or something's wrong, but you don't know exactly what. And so you put a lot of effort and energy into trying to fix it. And often that can be sexually because there's Mm -hmm. a sense of, I need to be doing more, but nothing seems to be working. And how frustrating that is over time when you, again, going back to, you didn't know everything. 
Yes. So you're running yourself ragged trying to fix this thing that you think you know what's broken, but you really don't. Mm -hmm. That's kept from you. And so that effort isn't paying off and how frustrating that is, which again, easily makes you doubt yourself, easily makes you doubt that you're able to uh, provide or meet their needs or show up in this relationship in good ways. But again, you just don't know. Yeah. Or even in the family. And especially I think that's compounded again if you're running into gaslighting situations right. where you're being told that you're the problem. You're the problem, yep. And you need to do all these things and then you're putting massive amounts of time and energy into that in the relationship, in the family, and all of these ways and nothing changes. And right. then you're continually told, well, you're just not doing enough. So that definitely can compound the issue and the impact that it has in your life. Um, missed opportunities is another one places where we don't get to do the things we want to do or don't get to, whether that's like missing a family reunion or, um, being with friends or getting to take a vacation because there was no money or, I mean, there's just so many, maybe you didn't get to go back to school the way that you wanted to. There's just so many opportunities that could be potentials in here to think about uh, what you may have have missed out on and the impact right there. Um, thinking you're the problem, we kind of just touched on that. Uh, being told you're the problem, being told even you're worse. The problem, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Also, sometimes you come up with that on your own. Sometimes you're yep. told that very, uh, very point blank, right? But that's a massive impact that really impacts again, every single one of those categories that we talked about earlier. So as we've kind of covered all of that, and hopefully if you're a betrayer, you've also listened to this, started to consider, Oh, this has had a much bigger impact maybe than I was considering. Um, we talked a little bit in the last episode about we've had this impact letter or this, my story piece for the betrayer. But then also with the betrayed, we have a concept called the restitution letter or just thinking about restitution. And um, David is just going to read this beautiful paragraph that he's written about that and things to consider as you're considering restitution that you uh, can make. And there is a lot to this restitution letter, but I just want to read one paragraph kind of in the beginning. Important, I have it capitalized and bolded. (laughs) Before you begin, take some time to really dive deeply into what your behavior and dishonesty has been like for them. You accomplish this by taking time to really imagine if the roles were reversed and everything you did to them, they did to you. I'm going to pause right here real quick just to say, please do an impact thing first. Don't just assume that you're going to be able to figure this out on your (laughs) own, in your own head. Right. And, and, and I mean, it's just kind of a cop out, right? I'm just going to sit here in my own space and just try to figure it out on my own without having any input or really understanding what's going on for them. Yes, definitely. This is, you know, this follows the impact letter in order Mm -hmm. because that impact letter is so impactful. So you accomplish this by taking time to really imagine if the roles were reversed and everything you did to them, they did to you. Imagine little details that only you know and their impact and sit in that experience for some time, allowing the different nuances to have an impact on you. Do this at least several different times. 
This level of perspective taking will guide this process and help you to better understand the impact of your behavior on them. You must keenly feel these things in order to truly understand what they have been through, except that they aren't doing a therapeutic exercise. Rather, it's their real life. So this idea that you're coming into this and you're feeling this so that you can have more empathy and understanding for them, but you get to, at the end of this little exercise, take a deep breath and go, they were... Wow, that was hard. They were were not doing these things to me. Um, And if they were, how devastating that would be. But I get to take a deep breath and say, but they didn't. And good for you that you can. They can't. And you need to really feel that that and understand that. It's their real life. It's their every day. Yep. So hopefully this is helpful just to begin this process of considering this differently, maybe Mm -hmm. more fully. And there is a lot that's written on this. I know helping her heal uh, is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Treating trauma from sexual betrayal is a big one. There's some really good books out there, but hopefully this just kind of opens the door a little bit more on all the different ways that this impacts somebody. And they're not trying to make this harder for you. They just, it really touches every part of their life. Right. It really does. And you need to understand that to help them to heal and rebuild. Right. And to be able to rebuild trust on on your end with them. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.